Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. The climax of John's public ministry happens when Jesus comes to him to be baptized. Just the thought of Jesus being baptized should evoke some questions. Primarily, why? And yet we are told in another gospel that Jesus was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. In short, it was right for Jesus to be baptized. Today on Drawing Near, we will witness the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. So open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 3 as we explore Jesus is baptized. As we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And Father, there are many things about the ministry of your son Jesus that are intriguing. Actually, there are so many that it's too numerous to mention. John writes that if everything Jesus began both to do and to teach were contained in books, there would not be enough books to contain it all. Jesus' life is more than fascinating. Jesus' life is paramount. It's the epic life. And the fact that Jesus, who is not a sinner, who has no need of repentance, is baptized by John is challenging. It might even be confusing. And we pray, Father, that you would give us wisdom and insight. Maybe we've never thought about these things. Maybe we just take it for granted. But we do pray, Father, that you would open up our eyes and ears to the truth of your word and give us discernment. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke chapter 3, verses 21 and 22, Luke writes, Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. Now before we look at this passage, I'd like for us to read the same account from the book of Matthew. So in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, Matthew writes, Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answering said to him, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he, John, permitted him. After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. If we take the passage from Luke 3 and Matthew 3 together, we get a more complete picture. No doubt John is baptizing all of Israel, all that comes out to him, for repentance. And then, while everyone else is coming out to be baptized, Jesus also comes to be baptized by John. He leaves his town in Galilee, he goes down to the Jordan Valley, and he presents himself to John. When John sees Jesus, John, who is humbled, who already recognizes he's not worthy to untie or unlatch Jesus' sandals, and recognizing that John should be the one being baptized by Christ, because John is not sinless. John, too, is in need of baptism unto repentance. But Jesus says, 
it needs to happen. We fulfill all righteousness by doing this thing. This is Jesus' public entrance into ministry. He doesn't immediately begin ministering. He goes and uh, spends 40 days out in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. But this is where God approves and endorses the Lord Jesus' ministry in a public way. And this is confirmation to John the Baptist that Jesus is the Messiah. There are many things happening here. Another thing that's taking place here is we see the humility of Jesus Christ, the submission of Jesus Christ to the Father and to the baptism of John. Not because it was necessary because of sin, but it was necessary because God said it was necessary. Jesus fulfills righteousness with this public baptism. Now, there's a couple of things we need to acknowledge here. It is clear from the context here that Jesus goes down into the water. We get that from Matthew chapter 3. That's why so many of us as churches, particularly Baptist churches, baptize by immersion. The word baptize literally means to dip or immerse. So to be baptized is to be immersed. If you're not immersed, you're really not baptized. And so Jesus goes down into the water. And while he is being baptized, we're told in Luke 3 that Jesus was praying. Because we're told here that as Jesus is baptized, while he was praying, heaven was opened. Now that's an interesting thing because I'm not sure very many of us, when we are baptized with believers' baptism, are baptized praying to the Father. But Jesus is praying. He's talking to the Father. And heaven was opened. And we're told in verse 22 that the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. So in this moment of Jesus' baptism, we have the Holy Trinity. We have the Father whom Jesus is praying to, the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus, and Jesus, the Son of God, who is God in the flesh, incarnate. And so the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form, in visible form. There was a literal, physical manifestation of the Holy Spirit that descends upon the Lord Jesus Christ. What an amazing thing. Now, the Holy Spirit, when it descends, is not a dove. So many people like the image of a dove and liken the image of a dove to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not in the form of a dove. It descended upon him in bodily form like a dove descends. Its descent was dove-like. In Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended upon those in the upper room and lighted upon them in tongues of fire. Now, the Holy Spirit didn't descend and was fire. The Holy Spirit descends and licks out and touches each person in the upper room the way a flame licks out and touches the air. That's the idea. So many times we get the phrase, like a dove, or like flames of fire, and we immediately get the image that that's what it was. When all we're getting is the writer is telling us what they thought it looked like. They're likening what they see to something we might understand. And so the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus in bodily form like a dove. And then we're told at the end of verse 22, And a voice came out of heaven. Those around heard this. That's why Luke is able to write about it. That's why Matthew is able to write about it. They weren't there, but others were. And there was a testimony here. And so the voice comes out of heaven and says, 
You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. The father is pleased with the son's baptism. The father is pleased with Jesus fulfilling all righteousness. And he acknowledges Jesus as his beloved son. And he expresses his pleasure in Jesus. What a blessing. What a moment of fellowship and communion between the Holy Trinity. The Son condescending to earth, beginning his public ministry, which will reconcile sinners to the Father. The Holy Spirit lighting upon him as Jesus begins his public ministry. And the Heavenly Father acknowledging Jesus as his Son and expressing his pleasure in him. What a thing for John to be able to witness. What a thing for us to be able to witness. Baptism is important. Now, there's a difference between John's baptism and believer's baptism. John's baptism was a baptism of repentance designed to prepare people for the coming Messiah. It didn't save them, nor does believer's baptism save anyone. It was an outward sign of a repentance that was taking place in the heart. But it wasn't the same as believer's baptism because the people were not believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. When we are baptized, we are baptized acknowledging Jesus' coming, his dying on the cross, his being buried, and his resurrecting. We acknowledge all of that and our faith in Jesus Christ. It's a public profession of our faith. That's the main distinction. One is John's baptism, which anticipates the coming of Christ. The other is the baptism of Jesus or believer's baptism, which acknowledges Jesus has come and has provided sufficient sacrifice, has provided sufficiently to pay for our sins. And so we trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, not through baptism, but baptism is the public declaration of that faith. It identifies us with all those who have trusted in Christ in a public, visible way. I pray that you have trusted in Christ as your Savior, and I pray that you have been baptized. It's important. We're told in Matthew 28 that we're to go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, Jesus says, even unto the end of the age. Baptism is important. It's not necessary for salvation, but it's important to acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Savior in this way. Father in heaven, we thank you for these words. We thank you for the depth of their meaning. And we thank you, Father, for the testimony that we have from the Father concerning Jesus Christ and the humble sacrifice of the Lord Jesus, which is only just beginning in this passage. May we follow the Lord Jesus' example in submission. Guide us as we seek to live humbly before you today, holy before you today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.